0: Some people have a hard time celebrating when the lost become found. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Friday morning, my friends. Today we are finishing up Luke chapter 15, and we're going to be reading the third part of the story about the lost son. Uh, today we're in Luke 25. Through 32, and this is uh, the section of the passage where Jesus concludes his teaching on the lost son. Today's focus is not the son so much or the father, but the older brother who stayed home and never left, and his attitude upon the return of this uh, brother who um, decided he knew what was best for himself and went out and uh, wasted his inheritance on wild living. You know, sometimes people aren't all that excited when the lost become found, aren't all that excited when sinners come home. (laughs) And today we see one attitude expressed by this brother that I've seen at other times. um, When in serving the church, uh, we're investing in a particular person's life, And that person seems to turn around and come home. Uh, There are those who aren't always that happy about it. And uh, they have the reasons, but uh, the Father in this story, uh, who is emblematic of our Heavenly Father, explains why we need to celebrate when the lost come home. All right, well, let's uh, uh, prepare our hearts to study and spend a little time with the Father. Uh, Lord, uh, we love you today, and God, we're so grateful um, that your word um, stands before us. And these stories are age old, and yet they ring so true even now. Um, they're timeless. Uh, the truths that you teach us are timeless, oh God, because uh, the human story hasn't changed all that much. Uh, over the many thousands of years uh, since you taught this to your uh, followers. And so, God, we're grateful that um, we can see ourselves in your Word. Uh, We can place ourselves in the story, and uh, your Spirit uses that to help us connect uh, with these truths. And I pray once again, Lord, that you would help us connect uh, with this teaching today, that you would send your Spirit to instruct and guide us, and bring deeper insight and understanding. And Lord, maybe some of us need a little touch of conviction this morning because maybe we've never wandered too far from home. And when sinners come back who have been out living in uh, the far country and uh, throwing their money at wasteful things, we're not always so thrilled about it. And we wonder why our faithfulness doesn't seem to get anybody's attention. And so, Lord God, if uh, that's the place that we are, uh, it seems to me that maybe we need a little touch of conviction to be reminded of our own hearts. All right, Father, thank you for your word today, and and we just pray that uh, our time of study would be fruitful in you. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Luke chapter 15, 25 through 32, and we'll be finishing the chapter today. Jesus teaches, Meanwhile, the older son... All these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him? My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad. Because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again, he was lost and is found. (laughs) I don't know about you, um, but the older brother and uh, his argument with the father is something that I've seen and heard many times before. And it's an attitude that's understandable on a certain level, isn't it? The older son's out toiling in the field, doing his work, and all of a sudden, he notices a commotion coming from the main house, and so he kind of makes his way over there, and he uh, hears this music and dancing, and so he gets the attention of one of the household servants and says, hey, what's going on at the big house? And uh, the servant says, your brother has come back home, and your father is beyond joyful, and he decided to throw a party in his honor because he's back safe and sound. The older brother begins to boil inside with anger. He's thinking about all of his many days of toil and faithful service to his father. He's never once thought of squandering his father's wealth on wild living. He's been faithful and true. He's been industrious. He's uh, up every day early, uh, to bed every night early. He's a hard worker. He's devoted to the farm. And he's never once done something that would go against the father. And he's incensed. How could my dad throw a party for that rat? And what makes him so special? And so uh, he refused to go into the party to uh, welcome his brother home and so the father comes out and pleads with him please come in your brother's home we thought he was dead and gone but he's alive and well can't you celebrate that your brother is still with us that he's back home and the older brother expresses his attitude hey look this is uncalled for i have worked so hard for you all these years and you've never offered even a silly goat, so my friends and I could have a cookout. And you want me to come and celebrate this kid of yours who goes out and squanders all of your property on prostitutes and wild living? Thanks, but no thanks. And his father helps him see through a different lens the brother is responding in his anger and his frustration and his sense of uh, his misguided sense of justice about his own faithfulness and his perception of his own faithfulness but the father helps him see through his own eyes the father says my son Uh, you're always with me and everything I have is yours. If you want to throw a party, throw a party. If you want to kill one of the farm animals to have a cookout, do it. I would never hold you back from that because it's all yours anyway. Uh, But he says, we have to celebrate the return of your brother. I thought he was dead and gone. I thought I'd never lay my eyes on him again. And here he is at our doorstep. What am I to do? Of course i 'm going to celebrate his return, and so he's trying to help his older son see uh, the joy that he has in his son, who he thought was dead, returning and coming home. Now, there will be enough time in the future to uh, mend fences and to and to repair the damage of the broken trust, um, But in this moment it's time to celebrate his father will have opportunities to mentor the younger son through what it means to begin to live a responsible life and to mentor him toward godliness and to help him understand what it means to be a part a mature part of the family business but right now it's time for a party When someone you thought was dead and gone (laughs) winds up on your doorstep and one piece, safe and sound, you throw a party. And so, my friends, I wonder if uh, the challenge for us is that we would do our own attitude check uh, as it relates to the way we look at other may be friends or family members who we think aren't all that faithful, who we think maybe aren't as deserving of God's grace and mercy as we are. I think the attitude check is to look at our own hearts and to remember the ways that God's grace and mercy has met us on our journey and to not forget, to not be forgetful of where we were and where we would be without Jesus. And I think that's the Father's whole message here. But we can understand the older son's attitude, and on a certain level, it seems just and right to be upset. But through the father's eyes, uh, we see that the father is celebrating the son being restored to life. He was dead and gone, and now he's alive again. And so uh, let's pray that the Lord will reveal any attitude in us that might keep us from celebrating a sinner's return to the fold of God. All right, my friends, have a great weekend. Thanks for spending some time with us today. And I pray that God will continue to bless you as you consider these words.